I tilted my head back and watched the clouds skitter across the moon and stars. The countless flakes swirling down to earth made me dizzy. Ivy, Gabe called in warning, but it was too late. I lost the swoop swish rhythm. One of my skis scraped against the other, jarring me. I flailed for balance. From the corner of my eye, I saw him reaching for my arm, but I was too far away. I fell like a snowflake, except not. I crunched the snow with a curse and a painful jumble of limbs. I'd landed on top of one of the poles, and it dug into my side. So much for not falling, I muttered. Gabe leaned over me, blocking the onslaught of snow. Are you hurt? I didn't break a leg, so that's a plus. I rolled to the side and dislodged the pole from my ribcage. Then I loosened my death grip on the other pole so I could push myself into a sitting position. My skis were crossed and pointing at the sky like a giant X. When I tried to uncross them, I only succeeded in getting more tangled. I never thought I'd say this until I was 90 years old. But I've fallen and I can't get up. Gabe was making a shaky breathing noise that I recognized as barely contained laughter. Here. He extended a hand to me. I'll pull you up. My gloved hand clasped his. I tried to brace my skis so they wouldn't slide, but it was like trying to sit still in a pool of butter. When Gabe hefted me up, my skis danced wildly and uncontrollably. Whoa, easy he said, panic flaring in his voice. I felt the shift in his balance, his struggle to recover it. I wonder how comical we must have looked in that moment of desperate flailing, like two clowns in an exaggerated circus act. In the end, my sliding weight was too much for him to control. My back hit the ground, and a second later he landed on top of me, deflating the breath from my body. Our clasped hands, the origin of our downfall, were trapped between us, the only thing separating us. He immediately tried to roll off me, but his skis were now caught in mine. We were ensnared in a trap of our own making. I hadn't yet regained all my breath, so my first laughs were more like wheezes. Gabe stopped his struggling, probably assuming I was having a spasm attack. Instead, I was laughing, louder and louder and then he was laughing, and neither one of us could stop. I'd rarely heard him laugh with such abandon, and it unlocked a joy inside of me. I couldn't have stopped laughing if I'd wanted to. In that moment, I wanted nothing more than to keep laughing with him forever. One of the candles was a few feet away from us. Lingering on Gabe's hat were snowflakes, their exquisite beauty shimmering in the faint glow. His glasses had slid down to the tip of his nose. His smile stretched wide, and his teeth glinted in the candlelight. The shadows cast his face into sharp angles. He was so close, his breath warmed my skin. There must have been something in my expression, because his laughter slowed. Or maybe I'd stopped laughing without noticing. Whatever the reason, the atmosphere changed. I saw his eyes flick down to my lips. It only lasted a microsecond before his eyes were back on mine, but I caught the movement, 
the intention. I was dizzy again. My heart took a shuddering step forward like an amateur on skis. I felt a canyon open at my feet, and I teetered on the edge of it. Only one more step, and I would plunge into it. Fall like a snowflake, and it wouldn't matter if I had a crash landing. Darkness waited in that abyss, but also candlelight. Clouds, but also starlight and moonlight shining through. It was scary and illuminating, strange and intoxicating. It was love. Love. My heart flailed and tried to backpedal. No, I can't. I can't love. To love is to kill. I don't love him. I don't.